0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. hope your weekend has been well. It's Michael Guerin joining you for one of the biggest weeks in New South Wales, Harness Racing. This Saturday night, it's Breeders Challenge Finals night out at Menangle. People are welcome back on track. The sun is shining. There's lots of good things to get into And we have some great racing, as well as the Len Smith Mile. So some of the big guns. Also going around at the open class race, and they'll be breaking 150 for sure there, as the countdown to the Inter-Dominions continues now just four and a half weeks away. We're all looking forward to Saturday night, but one man more than most is the man who trains one of the favourites, in the three year old final, Harry Martin has Titian Rader. Harry, thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. No trouble, Mick. But it must be nice to have a horse back in the limelight again. We'll talk about your former champion double identity from back in the day. But Titian Rader, Harry, is a horse who started his career with a roar, and then he had a couple of outs where he was beaten in fast times by good horses, but he seems, Harry, to have gone to the next level. He looks to me to be even stronger this campaign.
1: Well, he is, and it's not only that he's got stronger, but he's got a little bit more sensible. He was a very hot horse
0: early. Some of the sunshine beach stock can be that way. Talk about Saturday night. He was in Breeders Challenge final, Semi Final number one, he managed to hold the lead, and that meant that barroom banter had to race outside him. But Harry, he's gone 150, and he looks like he could have gone quicker.
1: Well, he, he, he's pretty versatile. He can um, well, he did sit outside that major major obama here at Manangle and went 152, and I think he won the fast last week, fast class race last week. So he's pretty versatile. He, he can. He's going very good, that's all I can say.
0: Seems to be a good relationship, Harry, between him and uh, Glenn McAnonny because he seems to be confident in the horse. He's rated him beautifully from behind. He's rated him beautifully in front. He seems to be getting on very well with your three-year-old.
1: Yeah, he is. He can jump from behind Ricky's horse would be very hard to beat. If he can run 150-something in front, how do you get past him? If we can run 150 in front, they won't get past us. So, you know,
2: it's...
0: It's going to be a good race, Mick. Okay, you talk about the Bowery, well, they came out on Saturday night live on Clubman Angle's Facebook page and Captain Crusader was the other semi-final winner. He won yeah. in a similar time to your horse. He has good gate speed. Do you think Keishan Rader can hold him at the start for the three-year-old final on Saturday night?
1: I'd like to think we could, but, geez, if Ricky's horse is very quick early. But we'll, we'll be having a go at it.
0: Okay, what can you do, Harry, to try and eat a bit more gait speed out of him? Do you buzz him up in the prelim? Do you put the shorteners in? What can you do to try and hold that leg? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, Mate, You just do your best. You can only do your, your best. Be, will your best be good enough? Do you, do you, what's your gut instinct? Do you think you hold him? Hmm. Oh, i rather not say there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll put it another way. If you can't hold him, Harry, and you're sitting on his back at the top of the long manangle straight, do you think you're him?
1: I'd I'd like to think we can, Mick, but if he, you know, it's it's a lot of He can get home at 26 something, and we can get home at 26 something. It'll be a good duel, it'll be on.
3: Harry, the last we got time you had good, a horse...
1: We're going to have a pretty good shot at him anyway. I,
0: I think we can hold him. I think we can beat him. Uh, Harry, the last time you had a horse this high up in the rankings for elite races was the great Double Identity. He was a great horse for you in the early 2000s. He won you a Victoria Cup. and um, must be hard to believe when you were driving a horse like Double Identity, who was at the absolute top of the tree, and then you see a three-year-old like Titian Raider coming out and running a couple of seconds faster than Double Identity you ever could have dreamed of.
1: I don't believe it, Mick. I really don't. Like At one stage, Double Identity held seven track records and he was the fastest horse in Australia at 153.5, I think was it was. Yeah, 153.5. Now, here's a horse, three-year-old running 150.
0: What oh, do you put it down to, Harry? Do you put it I down to know. the breed? Do I you put it down know. to the track? Do you put it down to the sulkies? What do you put it down I to?
1: I know that the Menangle track is quicker, but um, you know I, 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 don't, I really can't answer that, Mick. You, you see more of it than me. What do you think? How do you, what do you think's happening?
0: I think driving tactics have changed. I think the sulkies have more rigidity in them, so the horses corner better. I think they drive more aggressively off the gate. The tracks are clearly faster, and I think Harry, we race a lot more over miles than we used to. So yes. the horses are very used to these big miles. Well, it's much more aggressive now. And a mile, most of the drivers today is
1: handlebars down. Where once upon a time you it was a bit of taxi, could hold up a
0: bit and go a bit, and that's all gone out the window. Now, Harry, how old are you these days? Because you weren't a sprint chicken when you were driving Double Identity, so I'm picking you're getting close to retirement age.
1: <laughs> 81, mate. I'm just starting.
0: Oh, all that case, you've probably got another 30 or 40 years in a harness race. Yeah, no be. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, we're, we're thrilled to see you with another good horse, mate. And, um, how many horses are you working these days, Harry? Four. Four? Well, four. you're working so I do four, everything myself, got- Victor. That's enough for
1: me. Oh,
0: Harry, you're a champion. I aspire to be quite so energetic if I make it to 81. And we're looking yeah. forward to having you on uh, on Sky Sport Radio for your 100th birthday at about 19 years time. <laughs> hey, good on you, Rick. Thanks. <laughs> That's Harry Martin. He's got Tish and Rader as the favourite or potentially one of the two favourites um, in the three-year-old Breeders' Challenge final. Those markets aren't out yet, but the, the draws are. So... Two-year-olds, um, the draws are very interesting for the boys. For the girls, we'll talk to Jared Elgin shortly about the makes of the draw for the boys, and we'll talk about some of the girls as well because they're interesting. The, uh, the three-year-old girls, wow, it's a hell of a race too. Where yeah. Chrissy Sheik was so good the other night for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart, uh, as too was Antonia for David Thorne and Luke McCarthy. So it really is a case of picking your barrier draws. I think Antonia is the one to beat in the three-year-old fillies final. I'm trying to get hold of um, Tony Hurley from New Zealand. He's going to join us for a quick check-in. Are you with us, Tony? Uh, yeah, I am, mate. Mate, we just had a conversation with uh, with Harry, who you would have driven against in the old days, Harry Martin, and you would have driven against oh, yeah. him when he had double identity. He's 81, yeah. Tony, and he's still going, so fair to say there's some hope for you yet. He used to have a good time at the Clevedon pub, you might remind him. Oh, well, there you go. Hopefully one day we can all do that together in the same pub again, Tony. Hey, mate, your horses are heading to Ashburton today, but you're not because you are in Auckland, which is still in COVID lockdown, but you have a very, very good horse in race six today at Ashburton. His name is Bolt for Brilliance. What can we expect from him, Tony? Because your old mate, Phil Williamson, has Majestic Man in there, your brother-in-law, Mark Purden has Oscar Bonavina. And Greg Hope has Muscle Mountain, so this looks a hell of a race.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a great bunch of trotters coming through, isn't there, Mick? You know, and that's without Sunday Sun, so it's a great field. And um, yeah, without being down there with him, I spoke with Jim Jim Curtin after his first run. He was he was good. He ran fourth and wasn't far away. And hopefully he's come forward from that, and, and seems to have apparently.
0: It looks a race only where Majestic Man may probably lead. Is it a case where if that happens the only place you wanna be probably available to you is the one one? Because I don't think sitting parked to be much fun. Uh, no, no. He
3: sort of um although he's such a big relaxed fella, it wouldn't worry him too much, didn't but but um don't it's not the best place to be obviously. But um yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens and he's drawn out a little wide but um we'll just have to wait and see how the race pans out.
0: Tony, you were involved on some of the great crops of New Zealand trotting, including the one in the mid-90s, which had David Moss and Courtney Now and Pride of Petite, and you drove Diamond Field to an inter-dominion at the old Harold Park. Does this crop give you a similar field when you talk about Sunday Sun, Majestic Man, Oscar Bonavina, Bolt for Brilliance and Muscle Mountain? Has it got a little bit of that about it? Um,
3: yeah, it's a pretty, pretty even, like Sunday Sun has been the, the dominant one, as we know, in the the rest are right there behind them and and are very good horses in their own right, same as what it was with Buster Hanover and Diamond Field and Petite Pride uh, Prior Petite and those ones were all great bunch of trotters and and um, the likes of night pistol and those sort of horses when we went to Australia.
0: So yeah, it was a good bunch then as we know. But yeah. On the open class pacing front, Tony, um today they have the, the flying Stakes, which is the big open class race there. Is it a case that if Self-Assured steps away with the field, he would probably be winning, in your opinion?
3: Uh, he, he does look that way on, on paper. Um, as you know, I've driven Kruger a couple of times, and he's he's a great young horse, so you, you can never leave a horse like him out of it either. So he looks like sort of horse he'd have good manners, I'd say, and um, it's all experience for him now, but I, I think he'd be right there in the mix
0: as well. It's a huge meeting in New Zealand today. For our Sydney listeners, it's Labor Day in New Zealand, so therefore they have the big afternoon meeting. It's underway. And, and the third on the card, we see the fire stakes Heat. This is the, often the stepping stone to greatness for horses like Courage Under Fire and Christian and Cullen and Lazarus and those type of horses. Tony, you've got one today called Blame It on the Night, who you've sent south early. Had a tricky barrier draw, but now he comes into barrier six. Do you give him much chance of beating the series' favourite Franco Indy today?
3: Uh, I'd like to think he'll be really competitive, um, Mick. Um, Apparently, he's travelled down good. That was a big thing with him. I sort of sent him down a wee bit early, but I was lucky he won the Heat at Cambridge there 10 days or so ago, and um, that that makes his um, start in the final guaranteed. So I thought I'll get him down there a little bit early and just get him time to settle in. And Taylor, that Jim Curtin actually broke him in, and that's where he's staying. So um, he's been there before, so so um, he'll know the surroundings. But he's, yeah, he is a quite nice little horse potentially. I think he's got a bit of future
0: to him. Uh, Tony, we were talking to Harry Martin about the speeds horses are racing today, and you drove some of the great horses like Chokin, who, who never broke sort of 154 for a mile. What do you put it down to? Is it a combination of all those factors and, and one of them potentially being the fact that we race a lot more over a mile on these big tracks and therefore the horses get more used to it?
3: I, I think that's got a lot to do with it, Mick. Um, I I probably think um, the, the drivers are a bit different too now. They're a bit more, you know, they are pretty aggressive back in my day too, but they sort of let them run. You know, they don't try to ease, ease down the pace too much. They so sort of let them roll when they get over, it, especially over a mile and, um, yeah, the horses seem to be pretty fit and, and and can see a fast mile out a lot better than what perhaps in
0: the past where they weren't quite as sharp. Do you think, Tony, that maybe the difference between the the paces of yesterday ability-wise is not quite as different as the difference in the trotters? Because we now have Bolt for Brilliance running home in 54 seconds in races and Sunday Sun going close to four minutes at two miles. It, it seems that the paces have made great leaps forward but the trotters seem to have gone forward about Ten seconds over two miles. Yeah, well, I, I think, as you
3: know, make the, the breed's so much better now. You know, we've got those great stallions from all over the world, actually, you can get your mares to, and I think it's just over the last 10 years or or even less, it, it's made a big difference to the to the breed, and they're so, so much nicer trotters now than what they were. You sort of, one time, you just go out there and hang on to them and try to hold them together, but... um. These days, they,
0: they go like machines, really. A lot of them are just gated horses, and, and it makes a huge difference. Tony, we're a month away from the Inter-Dominion series getting underway at Menangal, and they're getting to Bathurst in Newcastle before coming back to Menangal for the final. I know you would like to have Bolt oh, for brilliance there, but is it just getting a little bit too tricky at the moment with the fact that you can probably get to Sydney, but you're not sure when you can get back? Uh, it, yeah, is that what the horsemaker is saying about? Yeah, with, of... with Bolt, Bolt for Blitz, for example, would yeah. you send him to somebody else, or would you consider sending him to a Luke McCarthy for the series? Uh, uh, well, I, I would probably have to send him to somebody else.
3: Um, there's obviously some really good friends and really good horsemen in Sydney that I that I know quite well. I haven't put anything tested and haven't approached anybody about that yet. So I, I was sort of just waiting to see how we come through the next meeting and and see what's available for him as far as flights and all that carry on. So, yeah, so we'll just wait and see how
0: he comes through that. But it's, it's still penciled in, but just, just lightly. Is it a series, Tony, that you want to go to? I mean, the Inter-Dominions has been good to you in the past. Is it a case that even though it's not life-changing money, you would like to have all horse at the Inter-Dominions because uh, you don't get them that often who are good enough to go? Um, no, that, that,
3: that's right, Mick. You know, like, hopefully Bolf Brilliance has got another...
0: Well, three or four
3: or five years up his sleeve, so there's no panic about having to go this year. But if he's well and everything's going good, I, you know, I I certainly talk to the owners and contemplate
0: what where we go from here. Tony, it's a couple of weeks out from the New Zealand Cup. You might be in a very unusual position of watching the New Zealand Cup from home this year. Um, You've seen all the lead-up form. Who's the horse to be? Uh, Well,
3: I'd say it'd have to be Mark Force. You know, at this stage. um, I, I do like um, Brent's Horse, South Coast Arden. and he's he's quite a big, tough, stand sort of horse. Um, yeah, it's probably you, you probably see the outside those ones that might be a roughie and amongst it there for a bit of money too. But um, you know, I, I like little Pembroke, a horse of um, Nathan Pembroke Williams. He's, yeah, he's a he's a good, honest little horse, and I think he's a sort of horse with the right run. He could be he could be riding amongst it too.
0: Tony, we appreciate your time today. Good luck at Ashburton. Enjoy sitting and watching from the couch rather than sitting in the stalky. And hopefully, hopefully we're going to see Bolt for Brilliance at those the events starting in just over a month's time. We'll see how we go, mate. Thank you. Some uh, the greats of the game, Tony Hurley, the most successful driver in New Zealand history. He had Bolt for Brilliance in the feature trot today at Ashburton. Huge meeting out of Ashburton today. And that's. It's going to be on Sky 1, but also available at au. all the odds available for that. One guy who's in for a massive week, um, he's going to start it by heading to Newcastle today to try and get a few winners there. There's Jared Elton, and Jared, isn't it great for the Sydney trainers and drivers to be allowed to head back to Newcastle? Shall we say good morning to you?
2: Yeah, good morning, Mick. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether it's good or bad, actually. It's... Was- quite enjoyable not having to travel too far, but, um, yeah, but like when you've got uh, a team of horses, it's sort of... You've got to spread them out a bit, so you've got no option but to to travel.
0: Let's talk about Saturday night before we discuss today. You have two very, very good two-year-olds in the two-year-old final. First question is, who's going to drive who? Um...
2: Cam will drive my ultimate Byron, and Chris Gary will drive my ultimate Byron.
0: OK. Is that an indication that my ultimate Byron is your best chance?
2: I do think he is, um, just with his gate speed. Um, I, I see him in front, whereas the other guy, he's not quite as quick out of the gate. Um, if he had a drawn to be on the other horse's back, well, I'd say it was much of a munchness, but... Um, with Byron from being front, the other walls might be floppy back a bit, so I'd say Byron's definitely
0: this chance. We'll see these horses go very fast so far, Jared, in the eighth. We've seen a couple of one fifty light times. My ultimate Byron, can he break the one fifty this week? I think they both can. Um, if they need
2: if they need to. Um, they're fit, they're well. Yeah, Kim was so happy with him the other day. He said, like, Byron probably didn't look quite as impressive as Ronnie, but if you watch it closely, when the, he saw he's a funny horse, he gets up pulling, but then he only actually does what he has to do straight. So um, if you watch it closely, um, sort of right on the line, he was pulling away from the other horse, and Kim said it took him another 400 metres to pull him up. So um, I, I think they both could break 150, which is scary, like... I think two-year-olds can break 50. Um, I, I think, I'm
0: think I hoping they don't have to. You know what I mean? I hope they can they can run first and second and go 55, but I don't think that'll happen. In the two-year-old Phillies final, your little Philly Madrid, she's not the biggest and strongest-looking horse in the world, but, man, she can run, and she's got the barrier draw to lead here. Uh, I, I can't imagine, Gerard, there's going to be a change of tactics.
2: No, no, she has go to the board and she'll try and lead. I can't see anything crossing her with her gate speed. So, um, she's the quickest two-year-old filly this, this season. Um, I, I think as long as she goes... If she goes as good as she did in the semi-final, I think she can win it. Um, but I do think she can go quicker. So, I'd, I'd be surprised if anything crosses her out of the gate. But... Um, in saying that, she's not a one-trick pony. She's she proved that
0: she can come off the pace and be just as brilliant. So she doesn't have to lead to win, but I think she will get in front. Jared, what else do you have in the big races on Saturday night at a an Um Not that you need any more, because it's a pretty good team, just those three.
2: Yeah, we've, we've nominated 6 We've got them three. Um, I've got a mare come down from Queensland. I, I haven't done a lot with her. Um, she was into trial tonight at Penrith but I think we're going to bypass Penrith trials and I've nominated her for the an Saturday. Um, I'll give her a hit out this morning, first time I've really asked her to do anything because she really impressed me. So I've, without seeing the field, she'll need to draw good, uh, you know, on the big nine second second field. So she'd have to draw good to be a hope. But uh, she comes down with pretty good Queensland form. So her name's with the band. I think she'll go good. Um, I've got my star. He's nominated. He's just an ultra-consistent little fella. He'll probably get in the Ballarder's division of the Len Smith, I'd say. Um, not quite up to the good ones, but um, that next level down, I'd say he'll run a very cheeky race. The only thing is, he is probably better over the distance. He drop, comes back to the mile um, this week, to be the only concern. But, yeah, he'll be in that. And Escalera may be in that race, too. He... Um, he actually had no luck Saturday night. He was very unlucky. He was three fence. Um, the leader, and he behind the leader, Power Red and Star Galleria both stopped, and he got carted back. So his run was a lot better than at all. If he can scrape into that balloted division, I think he'd be ultra competitive as well. He's a horse that just hasn't had much luck his whole preparation. Um, I think he's going really good, but probably used up all his luck last preparation. He got some really good trips and probably used up Molly's luck so if, if, if they can if they can both get a good drawer
0: and have a good trip done, they'll both be patient. Jared, you're taking the team to Newcastle as we speak do you find there's more pressure on you at the moment because you're turning up to the races like you will at Newcastle today with horses who are long odds on and it doesn't take much to go wrong a hopple pin go astray or a horse have a bad day and you're going to annoy a lot of people. Is it a slightly different situation for you? Because at the moment, you're one of the hottest trainers in New South Wales.
2: Uh, I think it's probably less pressure now that I'm not driving them. I um, I quite enjoy not driving them at the moment. Um, I think Cam's one of the best drivers in in New South Wales, if not Australia. Um, And we seem to have a really good relationship. So... At the moment, with him driving and me just training, I think a lot of the pressure's come off that, um, and I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Like, have um, sort of got a great bunch of horses and great owners, and I'm uh, just really enjoying it. I guess it's easy to enjoy it when you've got good horses as well.
0: Mate, our ultimate Lizzie goes around in race three today from the inside of the second line. So they had the two starts, one the first one, and then second to a very good and Small teas in the second one. I would presume if she gets any sort of run, she wins today, and that's really Cameron's problem. It's negotiating one from the second line, but I, I presume you don't give him too many instructions?
2: No, I think if you've got to give them driver's instructions, you shouldn't be out They shouldn't be out there. Um, he, he'll do his own thing. Um, she, she probably doesn't... Uh, she's lacking a trial. Um, she was into trial last week, and their trials got caught off. Um, but in saying that, I think she's got a bit of class about her. At first, well, put it this way, she's the only horse to beat Madrid. So her first start, she beat Madrid um, and looked very impressive. At her next start, she'd actually probably come to the end of it. I was actually a little bit disappointed with her at a second start, because I know she got beat by a good cold in Smaltese, but I thought she should have finished closer. Um, and after that, she had a bit of a cold and so we tipped her out and brought her back and um, we give her a bit of a hit out on Thursday after the trials were called off and she won't super. So, um, bad barrier,
0: but I think her class will prevail. In race four, Jared, we're speaking with Jared Elgin, who's got a hot team in today at Newcastle and also on Saturday night for the big night at Menegle. You've got my ultimate Baxter. He's actually having his first race in New South Wales. Usually we see him dominating at Albion Park where he's been fantastic. And, um, a horse like him today, is it a case that this is more just a, a lung opener to get him ready for something bigger? Because clearly he's better than probably going around at a $6,500 race on a Monday afternoon.
2: Yeah, well, as I said, it wasn't the plan to bring him here. Um, it was just with the trials getting called off. I was actually going to start him first up in the British ground heat. Um, but with the trials getting called off, we decided... Um, to bring him up here, and I think he, he's he got a fair bit of class I, I actually always thought he was better than my ultimate Ronnie, but um, Ronnie just sort of kept improving so um, I've got a really big opinion of him, but he's in a bit the same boat, he's missed it, hasn't had a trial, and um, but yeah, I think he's always been in my care, even though he was in Queensland, but it was just that he wasn't staked for any races he had been New Zealand bred, and there's a couple of nice races in Queensland, and I had a team of horses up there at, at that time, so that's the reason he went there. But I think he's um, he's got a fair bit of class about him, and it'll just be a matter of getting around safe today, do everything right, um, and then hopefully we'll go on to the Breeders' Crown in fortnight like
0: in Melbourne. Oh, mate, are you excited about Saturday night? It's a hell of a night to have two favourites and two different finals, and your brother's got one of the favourites in the three-year-old race, so it's a pretty special night because while you might start thinking these horses deserve these favouritisms, there's been plenty of race nights you've gone to the races where the Elton brothers wouldn't have trained a winner and you wouldn't have any favourites either. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. I think you've got to enjoy the big nights because you generally have more lows than highs. So, um, yeah, but like I know the horses will go there and do their best and whatever happens, happens. You know, like we, we, we've had a good run today. So... You just, I don't ever go there thinking that they're models, that's for sure. Even today we've got two short-price favourites, but anything can happen, you know, like um, horses can't talk, they can't tell you if they're on or off, but all, all I can do as a trainer is have them fit and ready on the day and the rest is history. So uh, I, I'm very looking forward to Sunday. I'll be, uh, be glad when the week's over, put it that way. It's, uh, it's a long week. We've got runners nearly all week this week and a bit of travelling, so... When, come Sunday, I'll be able to sit down and have a few beers and hopefully uh, be celebrating not commiserating
0: You can even do it Saturday night. We'll let you do it Saturday night. Now, that the state has opened up again. Jared, um, mate, congratulations on the hell of a season you're having. Uh, good luck today at Newcastle. Get home safe. And even more importantly, get uh, good luck for Saturday night. No
2: worries. Thanks a lot, Ben.
0: That's Jared Elch, and he has favourites in both two-year-old divisions of the Breeders' Challenge. That's this Saturday night at Menangle. The markets will be coming out later today or tomorrow on tab.com.au. Wonderful nights racing, Breeders' Challenge finals. You can be on track at Menangle. You get a chance to go back there to see these wonderful horses and the nice relaxing environs of Menangle. It's also Len Smith Mile Night. Fields for that available on harness.org.au later today. Hope you enjoy the harness racing today. All the odds available on tab.com.au. Our thanks to Harry Martin, to Tony Hurley, talking about the big meeting coming out of Ashburton in New Zealand today, and of course to Jared Elchin, to all involved in Breeders' Challenge Week. Good luck. We'll talk about that again on Wednesday morning on On the Pace with Brittany Graham here on Sky Sport Radio at 10.30.